Hello and welcome to the newest episode of Planning Wisdom of the Super Rich. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff, joined alongside really by the star of our show, the founder as well as the wealth manager for Virtus Wealth Solutions, Mr. Devang Patel. Devang, great to see you again. Great to be here. Looking forward for to another episode. Ryan, great seeing you again. Uh, looking forward to this exciting episode. Yeah, and and just for our listeners and, and our viewers out there, you know, this is this is a show that's meant to break down the complexities around the financial world. Uh, Devang and I are going to kind of you know dive into different topics each month, uh, kind of break these down into the layman terms uh, and discuss why not only are the affluent families taking these parameters and these steps to ensure their wealth continues, but also uh, how you can take the next step to make sure you're doing just what the wealthy and affluent families are doing these days. Uh, you know, Devang, we, in, the, in our first episode, we talked about the topic of stress testing and how it's a vital process to really uh, evaluate your finances as a whole, you know, whether it's just your family money, whether it's uh, the businesses that you own and operate. Uh, either way, that stress testing process is very valuable uh, in terms of understanding your goals and what you would like to do with your money moving forward. But today's episode's a little different. And today's episode, we're going to talk about security in the form of insurance. In fact, the name of the episode, the five big mistakes that affluent homeowners are making today. So Devang, let's dive right into this. You know, as we had mentioned last episode, this is 2021 is bringing a new year about a new administration, uh, the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. There is a lot of unknown that's happening out there in the market. Uh, we know that an eventual economic boom is inevitable once once these vaccines happen and herd immunity starts to take place. So brighter times are ahead. It's just holding back and making sure that we're being hesitant, but also strategic in the decisions that we make. And one of those decisions always is the insurance end of things. So let's let's start today by talking about why it makes sense for homeowners specifically to do a financial check checkup of sorts on their homes and the assets tied to them. Brian, just like you mentioned, uh, 2020 uh, was a year of the COVID. And who would have thought that in 2020, the housing market is going to have an amazing boom? Right. I have a couple of clients in uh, Arizona and California. Their homes, which are six, seven million, now are going for 14 million. Wow. So it is quite easy for affluent families to make big mistakes with one of their largest assets, their homes, especially given the appreciation over the last couple of years. That, Go ahead. I'm uh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. That means it uh, makes sense to examine your own situation to determine whether there are issues that you need to address before they become problems that cannot be solved. In some cases, there are important issues that simply get overlooked. Often, however, the problems stem from an improper assessment of how much insurance you need, the result being insufficient coverage. That might be your fault or the fault of your property and casualty agent. Regardless, you end up on the losing end if something bad happens and if you're underinsured. Right. And if you're working so hard throughout your life to build up your wealth only to get to a point where you think you're, you know, you're protected uh, only to not be. I mean, I can only imagine how frustrating of a process that must be for some affluent family. So let's let's get into the weeds of it here, Devang. What would you say are kind of five of the most prevalent or significant mistakes that affluent families are making when it comes to their home's financial health? Uh, Ryan, that's a great question. The five most prevalent and often the most significant mistakes affluent families are making are number one, failing to have enough liability insurance. Number two, failing to ensure cohesive coverage on multiple homes that they own. Number three, failing to list trust or limited liability companies, LLCs, on their homeowners policies. 
Number four, failing to address or adequately address unique features like building materials on their policies. And number five, failing to uh, provide proper coverage for high value assets like jewelry. It's so it's a laundry list really of, of things, each one very intricate, important to consider though. Let's let's take a step into that first bullet point that you mentioned when it comes to liability insurance. Let's talk about some of the mistakes, you know, you just just mentioned. You know, what are some of the most uh, you know, some of the bigger and more concerning issues when it comes to uh, not having enough liability insurance? This is the low-hanging fruit of all the coverages. It's called umbrella policy. Not having an umbrella policy at all or not having a large enough umbrella policy. For example, uh, to paint the picture of the viewers, let's assume our affluent family's net worth is 10 million, but they only carry 1 million umbrella policy. Because of the way they have positioned their assets and estate planning, the amount of the total assets that are going to be attached if there is a lawsuit is around 6.5 million. So if they only have 1 million umbrella policy and 6.5 million of assets that are available to creditors, their exposure is 5.5 million. Wow. Wow. I mean, and that's a tremendous amount of money when you're looking at the grand scheme of things, uh, you know, a, a, an amount of money that could be, you know, decimating to lose in some way, shape or form. Um, so when, Devang, when you're looking at, you know, insurance coverage or, or your team is looking at something or, or rather working with a client and evaluating their coverage, how are you able to tell, um, you know, if you have a lack of adequate coverage? What are some of those signs? What do they look like? Uh, two ways they can do that, Ryan. One uh, is to figure out what amount of assets would be attached if there was a lawsuit from an external or an internal creditor. And number two, and more easy version to do it, is just look at your net worth and buy enough umbrella policy equal to your net worth. Got you. Got you. So let's shift gears a little bit and let's discuss the, you know, the families that tend to have more than one home. I'm sure that you find in many instances, some of your affluent clients, they do have more, maybe they have a vacation home. Maybe, uh, they paid for, uh, homes for their children, uh, you know, and there are multiple homes underneath of their portfolio. You know, what are some of the big insurance pitfalls that you find, uh, that you got to avoid when it comes to, you know, this kind of case? Yeah, there are a couple of pitfalls that they need to avoid. Uh, for example, if the client, if they own homes in different states, there can be complications if the house are insured under different policies issued by different companies, by different agents. Ideally, for cohesive coverage and cost savings, all the policies should be written by one high net worth insurance company. Or a family could fail to list one of their homes on their umbrella policies. So, for example, if they have a 15 million umbrella policy, but if you, one of your homes is not specifically listed, then the policy will not cover that home. I have an example on that. I have a family whose primary residence is in New York State, and they own a beach house in Florida and a ski home in Aspen. The family has coverage on all homes, but each home is in a different policy by different agents. So ideally, they should all be done under one high net worth insurance company. Also, the family didn't list their Aspen home on their 15 million umbrella policy, and therefore it would not be covered. Oh, man, man. Yeah, you got to make sure obviously everything's listed. And, uh, you know, in part of our, our episode last time uh, talking about stress testing, a big part of it was making sure that, you know, every individual that's working on your estate, uh, you know, has a sense of camaraderie and everyone's on the same page. And when it comes to insurance coverage, it sounds like it should be the exact same way. All parties that are managing your insurance in one way, shape or form should be in touch with 
with one another to make sure that everybody's on that same page and everything is in fact shored up. So let's let's talk about another big mistake when it comes to these insurance pit related pitfalls, and that's failing to list any LLCs uh, on your homeowner's insurance policy. You know why would that be potentially you know a risky mistake to make, and what could it mean for those homeowners that do make that mistake and forget or or just neglect to list those LLCs on their homeowner's insurance policy. Ryan, like you mentioned, many affluent families put their homes or their multiple homes in trust or LLCs for estate planning purpose. A big potential mistake we see is failing to list that LLC or trust as an insured on the homeowner or umbrella policy. Failing to do so would, would be a very costly mistake if someone were to sue you for, for say, getting injured in your home. Uh, we have a uh, person where a retired New Jersey businessman and his wife relocated to Florida for health and tax reasons, as you know. Once there, they established residency and they had a new estate plan drafted. They moved their Florida home in an LLC, and they also moved their vacation home in Maine to an LLC. In the off-season following year, a caretaker in their Maine home had a serious fall and injuries due to a loose banister. He sued, but the LLC created, which was now the beneficial owner, was never named as an insured on the homeowners or the umbrella policy. This is for the main home. They ended up uh, paying a substantial settlement out of their own pocket and taking the entire loss on their own. That's tough to hear. It's tough to hear. So it's one of those big mistakes uh, that can bite you, uh, you know, if you're not making sure that you're you're listing those LLCs and, and taking the proper precautions to avoid a mistake, just like the one you just mentioned, Devang. And so let's talk about the homes themselves, Devang. You know, uh, in a lot of these cases, these affluent homeowners, uh, maybe they'll have unique construction done or particular architecture that's done on their homes to not only increase the value of the home, but also increase the aesthetically pleasing, you know, nature of the home itself. So when it comes to this, um, you know, what what might some affluent homeowners need to do to address their home's unique construction or their architecture? Could you elaborate a little bit on that? Sure, Ryan. And as wealth grows, so do these issues. It's all about the distinctive architecture of the house or the specific material used to build the home, which among high-end homes can be unique, especially expensive and rare. The replacement cost for some of or all of these homes' unique uh, features could be huge if it's not properly insured. A prospect of when they came to us, a wealthy Florida couple, purchased a stately old Palm Beach mansion with marble floors, handcrafted uh, plaster accents, and a wood known as uh, Peaky Cypress. It's very expensive because it was resistant to uh, rot and termites, and most of the current new homes don't have it. The new homeowners did not uh, use a quality high value insurer who could evaluate and properly insure the unique building materials. So naturally, when they were doing a kitchen renovation and they had a fire, they actually ended up paying for all the materials out of their own pocket because the home was not properly insured with the Mm -hmm. unique materials. Oh, man. And and if a fire isn't devastating enough, you know, in losing personal belongings and uh, and and mementos and memories when, you know, in something like that. You know, you've also and, you know, you have to eat that financial cost as well. So another thing to consider when it comes to the the purely the construction and the architecture of your home, always want to make sure that that's short up as well. Devang, let's get into the stuff now, uh, you know, jewelry collections, car collections, maybe even horses in some instances for some of these affluent families. What kind of steps do you need to, to take to make sure, uh, you know, that these kind of assets are, are insured? You know, what kind of the, what are the mistakes, rather, that you're seeing affluent families do when it comes to the 
their collections or their stuff. Ryan, as you know, when the wealth grows, a lot of the affluent families have a lot of art, a lot of jewelry, cars, horses, and different things like that. These high-value assets need their own in policies that ensure the proper value and are not subject to deductibles. For example, a California wealthy couple who loved art, were collecting art for over 30 years, they knew that many of the items uh, or the pieces they had collected had gone up in value, but they had no idea what their current value was because they'd never done an appraisal. They just assumed that if something goes wrong with any of the pieces, they'll just file a claim and the insurer will approve it. When a small piece suffered damage when they were trying to rehang it, they realized quickly that it was a high value item which was not being covered because they did not have enough coverage on the high value item policy coverage align item. So what they did immediately is they could not do anything about, like the saying goes, the best time to plant a bamboo tree was 20 years ago, then second best is now. <laughs> they got each piece valued first, and then they got each one insured separately. So same standard should apply for jewelry, high-end automobiles, uh, gun collection, and these assets all need their own policies, and they need to make sure that you keep getting the valuation done every couple of years, because otherwise you will not get it covered. Sure, sure. Well, Devang, I mean, we've talked about the home's architecture, having multiple homes themselves, uh, you know, uh, liability. We've talked about the stuff. I mean, there are a lot of things that we've thrown at our audience today to, to you know, for them to consider, you know, do they have the coverage that they feel that they deem is adequate? So we've thrown a lot at you today and <laughs> our listeners, but, you know, let's, let's try and lift them up a little bit here Devang. So what are some of the next steps then, if any of our listeners are sitting there thinking, you know, oh, maybe I should sure up the insurance on X, Y, and Z that I own, you know, what are some of the next steps then that affluent homeowners uh, should be taking or considering given all the risks that we have just mentioned today? Ryan, just as all of us need to assess and fix up our own health from time to time, you might also need to evaluate and repair your home insurance situation. So discuss your situation with your trusted advisor, and they should be definitely able to help you. So then when it comes to these advisors, what can an advisor do, Devang, uh, to help these homeowners see if they need to, in fact, make any changes uh, to their home insurance or their stuff insurance or anything to, like that? They can offer you a stress test which can identify any gaps in coverage you have so you can take the necessary steps to protect yourself to the full extent. Stress tests are conducted by the world's wealthiest as we discussed in the last episode, but they aren't an exclusive tool of the top 1%. You can have your current property and casualty coverage evaluated by an expert who will also take into account your needs, preferences, and concerns. The stress testing process, Ryan, is one that you can oversee yourself or you can have one of your trusted advisors manage it. Either way, you can potentially gain a lot more clarity about your current insurance situation and avoid these big uh, five mistakes. Well, there you have it, folks. I mean, it really comes down to diligent planning, meeting with your advisor uh, to not only go over your finances specifically and future goals, as we had mentioned in the last episode, but there's another valuable part of that stress testing process, and it comes to looking at your liability and your overall insurance coverage to make sure that if anything were to happen, you are covered, and you can breathe easy at night, you can sleep easy at night, uh, and, and really look forward to continuing to make your 
wealth grow and the legacy that you will you leave for your your future family. So, you know, thank you, Devang. We, we appreciate it. And I think that's going to do it for our episode today. Uh, but be sure, obviously, to stop in for our next episode where Devang and I will jump into another complex topic and break things down for you. Uh, so that way you have the proper guidance to move forward and make the right decisions on your financial being. So for Devang Patel, I'm Ryan Ruff saying so long. And we thank you for joining us for another episode of Planning Wisdom of the Super Rich.